As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another, a very special episode of Obscurity Now. My name is Steve, and uh, with me is my co-host, uh, Yehel. And uh, why is this uh, being uh, loud here? Sorry um, about the uh, little... dual audio there. Oh, I somehow got blown out again. The uh... <laughs> You look okay over here. Uh, I look very white. You do the... look white. Um... Oh, well. I mean, I, I guess it is what it is. I mean, that's what you've secretly wanted all this time, right? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I can get out of tickets. <laughs> oh, man. You'll never let me live that down, will you? <laughs> no. Um, but you look great, Steve. Uh, you look great. I think I feel like you secretly changed my webcam settings. Uh, I, I just wanted to look as brain-jacked as possible. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, welcome everyone to Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at uh, nearly forgotten media, and then uh, Yehel and I here decide if it should be remembered for all of humankind, or time, or tossed into the black hole of obscurity, uh, never to be heard from again. Uh, this is a little bit different than usual, because I'm actually here in Yehel's, uh, what do you want to call this room, anyway? I, I, I don't know. For me, the, maybe the powder room, since I look like powder right now. <laughs> the uh, John Patrick Flannery? Uh, sure. Is that play powder? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I look I looked like a ghost. Very appropriate. You know that for, was directed uh, by a pretty much a convicted, well, I don't know if I need to say... A convicted criminal, almost? Uh, convicted of uh, doing things with young boys, I'll just say mm. that. Um, yeah, very controversial figure, very controversial. But uh, but what's not controversial is the movie Brain Jacked, uh, which is a uh, horror movie that was shot eh, near, uh, in the Tampa area, let's say that. Um uh, it's actually shot in St. Pete, which is like uh, Tampa uh, adjacent. But yeah. uh, but before we get into that, I want to say Happy Halloween to oh, you. Happy Halloween to you, Steve. Yeah. Uh, I, I see you're going as powder. Yeah. <laughs> what is a ghost uh, haunting you? I'm going as brain jacked the entire movie. <laughs> um, but uh, so uh, I. Do I assume that you're a big fan of Halloween? Yeah, I enjoy Halloween, even though you know we've known each other for. How long have we known each other? Like Man. 15 years? Yeah, something like that. And you were like uh, emailing me the other day, uh, I know you're not really into Halloween. See, I think what <laughs> I happened was, because like, I remember one time you were like, I think it was, you said you didn't like Horror Nights, and maybe I got that screwed oh, up Halloween over the Horror Nights. Yeah. yeah, it's just a pain in the ass. <laughs> I like the idea of it. I like haunted houses. Halloween Horror Nights is... A lot of a lot of waiting around in line. It is. I mean, I I would say that I've kind of outgrown it, but I would never turn down like free tickets um, or at least to check out a new one. Like I've been to Halloween Horror Nights now um, multiple times in Orlando and in Hollywood, and pff, I don't need to go anymore um, until Blade is old enough, and then I will uh, then I'll take him. But anyway, speaking of Halloween, 
We've got uh, some Halloween-themed uh, episodes coming at you, which is why we watched uh, Brain Jacked, which is a horror movie or body horror. Yeah. Um, and then uh, coming up uh, later uh, next week, we're watching the Garfield Halloween special, uh, mm-hmm. also which was originally titled also- Gar kind of body horror i would say <laughs> in its own way sure I mean, if you're garfield's doctor uh his vet you're like hey man you can't keep eating this much lasagna right. well nothing's more horrible or terrifying than like john he's kind of like the i feel, i picture him and david seville just like getting drunk <laughs> at the bar talking about alvin and garfield and how they're ruining their lives and stuff but right. but we'll get more uh into garfield uh in the next episode uh, but for now, uh, we've got Brain Jacked here. So, uh, oh, and also, how can I forget in the tradition of Hollywood, Hollywood, Halloween? It's not the first time I've ever made you, that you're mistake. You're so California, Steve. <laughs> You've changed since you moved Please, out Please call me Hollywood Honeycut from here on out. Um, we haven't really talked about it a lot on this show, but um, but before we started Obscurity Now, I did an audio drama podcast called uh, Ray Can't Sleep, yeah. which is a uh, sort of a creepy story about a uh, musician wandering around the underground of Hollywood trying to figure out why he can't sleep. And uh, I actually premiered it last Halloween, and it's done pretty good, I'd say, but I want you to listen to it. So I've got a trailer right here. I'm going to play it. My name is Ray. And I can't sleep. What happens when you try to sleep? I feel like I'm dreaming, but I'm awake. And I can't move. I think you were sleepwalking. You emptied your pocket, sat back down, and went back to sleep. There were some rough-looking characters on the bus, so I grabbed your stuff and sat next to you so no one would try anything. So you saw someone who needed help and you helped them? That is the most un-LA thing I've ever heard. I've gone over the audio, and I think I found something. Something good? That's the guy. The one they've been talking about. Are you sure? Let's get him. Do you think it's aliens? It's odd, but I don't think it's anything that crazy. Are you sure? Or maybe you're just being closed-minded. I just don't know who to trust anymore. When there's nothing left to believe in, believe in sense, 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 Okay, we open with some guy grabbing his head and like squealing uh, while industrial music plays in the background. Then our lead character wakes up. His name is uh, Tristan. He has a migraine problem. He walks out. His mother is getting gangbanged by <laughs> two dudes and then filmed by his stepdad. Tristan goes in to get a drink of water and he... Uh, uh, and then the, the lead porn star guy comes in, makes him angry, says something about his dad killing him, Tristan's dad killing himself. So Tristan punches him in the face and then um, continues to beat on him. Stepdad comes, breaks it up, and kicks Tristan out onto the street. I mean, his stepdad didn't come like orgasm. He just <laughs> kicked him out of the street. He just came over and kicked him out. Right. Thank you for adding that. And uh, also, Tristan's mom was into it. I mean, that's important yeah, 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 for yeah, some yeah, reason. Yeah. It is important. She, yeah. she, she likes, she's into the lifestyle. Yeah, she's a very promiscuous woman, uh, which we support. Anyway. 
anyway, uh, so he wanders the streets of St. Pete. He gets mugged. He almost gets run over by a car, which may or may not have been planned by the production. Um, <laughs> he goes to a park where he meets the uh, lead, female lead named uh, Lainey, who looks like a girl who would be in a cult and talks like one, too. She basically tells him about a, um, like a, a youth group that helps out runaways. And um, so he take, she takes him to the cult. And they all have uh, scars, scars like in their, their forehead. Head. Yes, looks like they got shot in the head or something, but they didn't. Yes, yeah, so they keep referring to this gift giver. Tristan meets him, and uh, his real name is Doctor Karras. He looks like a dumpy doctor. Uh, he's like, I can make the migraines go away. I just have to give this weird um, a trap, which is yeah. a procedure. Yes, this trap. And uh, so they, he brings him into the back of the room and then proceeds to pull off his glove and reveal that he has a drill for a hand. <laughs> he then uh, drills into one of the cult members and then they feel better. Um, Tristan is then uh, told, says he's going to think about it. He goes back, sleeps under a bridge, then comes back. Then he himself gets drilled. Migra- migraines go away. Um, I feel like I missed something. Tristan's very happy about this. Right. Um, Um, We're also shown a black tie dinner in which the chief of police has also gotten his head drilled. And then the doctor takes two of the female cult members and shows that he also has the ability to control their minds and makes them basically have sex with these two city council members because he's a super villain and he fucking controls everything. He he pushes a button on a remote control. Their eyes turn red and he tells them seduction. And they go and seduce the (laughs) councilman. Yes. Uh, and so basically after that, that's when Tristan wakes up. He feels uh, better. And then they go and meet all these other success stories who've had their um, their foreheads drilled. Right. He feels like a bank teller. A doctor. Oh, wait, no, not a no, doctor. Okay. <laughs> a, lawyer, <laughs> a lawyer. And a college admission person. And they're like, here, have free college. It's already paid for by Dr. Cross. Yeah, here's a bank account with a bunch of money in it. Yes, yes. Um, and this is actually where we were at. Wow, Steve, you have two minutes left and you pretty much covered everything. Yay. To this point. Um, Maybe the computer at least cover, um, recorded the first part, but we'll see. Probably not. Not, so, not once you switch to this. Okay. Well, let's try not to make any more allusions to it. <laughs> the story um, nerd said, isn't that the plot to the new Black Widow movie? I haven't watched it. Oh, no. It, so. This is way better than Black Widow. <laughs> Black Widow is trash. Uh, like, this this guy, um, who hopefully we recover... Er, was recorded when we were talking about it earlier. Andrew Allen, he actually took... This is the ca- writer. Yeah, writer and Andrew. director. He took care in this film uh, and did the best that he could with his limited budget and uh, and everything else that he had involved. But we'll get to more of that later. Um, so yeah, basically we're treated to a pretty hilarious montage of them meeting those people that we just mentioned that feels like a... Um, Saturday afternoon local yeah. commercials. It's um, a little. It gave me a little bit of like uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. Vibes, oh, absolutely. This feels like, like that for sure. You start to notice, like, man, it seems like everybody's like getting this procedure done in this town or whatever. But for the most part, though, unlike you know some like the Invasion of the Body Snatchers, these people like live their lives normally, mm-hmm. and they're normally under their own control, unless you know the Doctor Carass like activates the thing mm-hmm. and like control and brain jacks them <laughs> um but yeah um so yeah but did you notice steve after sorry to cut you off it's okay after they meet the admissions officer like or whatever who's like oh you've been enrolled dr caress paid your tuition uh tristan then asked laney the uh main character mm-hmm. that's been you know following him 
uh, oh, what are you studying? And she's like, oh, uh, uh, she right. doesn't give an answer. Right, right. So she's not really enrolled there. So, so it, it kind of alludes to, okay, there's something more going on. Sure, sure. Which is great, but it's never brought up again. <laughs> yeah. And Tristan doesn't follow up on it. Right, right. Well, Tristan's having such a good Sorry, time. That. that was five minutes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Tristan and Lainey black out, and they wake up in the cult center with loot by his hands. <laughs> Um, so this is the first of, uh, I think, a couple of blackouts post-TREP um, surgery. Um, and I guess, base- did they ever even really um, say what happened? But it, basically, it looks like Dr. Cross hit his little remote control and made uh, Tristan, and we can assume Lainey, go rob someone. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, because they just wake I mean, I guess it's supposed to be... <laughs> like high in jewelry, but it's I mean it's obvious that it's but like it made no sense because it's like Dr. Karras seems to have all this money. Mm-hmm. You know? And maybe it's a test, but the real important thing here is that he gets his uh his knife there, right, which right. gets used later, which I appreciate it. I love a good setup and a payoff. Yeah. Um so yeah, he gets And a, by he gets his knife, Tristan gets his yeah, knife. Yeah, Tristan gets a pocket knife. He says, uh I used to have a pocket knife like that, or if this was given to me by my dad or something yeah, along those lines. Yeah, we do lines. see a pocket knife at the beginning of the mm-hmm. movie when he's, like, having his migraine. He's, like, I'm rubbing the pocket knife like <laughs> this on his head, which I guess is, like, comforting to him because his dad gave it to him. I, I didn't make that connection. The man likes now. his knives. The, the, um, the man loves his father. It's yeah. not about the knife. Whoa, whoa. It's not about how sharp the edge is. It's this about is... How, how tender and loving it is. <laughs> this movie's so deep. Uh... <laughs> So we're treated to another montage, I believe montage number three, uh, the feast at uh, the cult place. Um, basically, all of the youth cult members feast. are this place uh, like half filled. Yeah, <laughs> they're carving up the roast beast, um, and out of nowhere, like the lights on the table start flashing, and um, Tristan's like, "Oh, what's going on?" Well, we should point out because this got cut off in the recording. There's uh, this. This is like a dining room table, like a pretty decent sized dining room table mm-hmm. with three giant like orbs uh, glass of, yeah. orbs, and they light. And I, I, th- I think they change colors too, right? Yeah, Lighting yeah. Different colors. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, very seventies uh, sci-fi look. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> I guess they're uh, tethered to this uh, Zane guy's like uh, I don't know heat signature or something. I mean, I guess we're getting a little too technical uh, did, here. Have they already explained who Zane is? We should. No, do. no. This is the first time that Zane's mentioned. Okay. Um, so yeah, basically they um, lights start flashing. Then they mention Zane, and Tristan sees the doctor's remote control for the first time, and then he blacks out again. Uh, and then he wakes up in the middle because they don't explain Zane until like later, yeah. like even I, after this. I think we should just explain the deal with Zane sure, now, which sure, is go basically for it. so tr- uh, the doctor tells all of his little like little cult members that. They're each going to get three TREP procedures. Mm-hmm. And the third TREP one is like the ultimate one that will get them to achieve their maximum potential. Mm-hmm. And uh, we find out later that Zane is the only one who's ever survived the third TREP procedure, which mm-hmm. gives you telepathic powers. Right. And apparently it makes your teeth all gnarly, too. Like, oh, and also it makes you talk like but, Batman, Christian I, Bale Batman. I was thinking, like, is I was thinking Bane, like, because of his Oh, a little Zane, bit of that, too. Oh, no. That, but, they, but then later on, I was like, no, this is more like Batman. Right, right. Or, I mean, also, like, sort of Snake Plissken, Clint Eastwood kind of. Yeah, yeah. That whole thing. See, 
I appreciated that over the top acting from him. I mean, it was, yeah. but again, like nobody else was doing it. So it was just kind of weird. Yeah. We've got an over the yeah, top. Yeah, because we don't meet Zane to like the third act. Basically. Right, right. Um, so yeah, anyway, um, Tristan sees the remote control. He blanks out. He wakes up outside in the middle of a fight and pulls something out of his head wound. Um, yeah, he's bleeding all over from like his. Yeah, and uh, there's like a big, I guess, gang battle yeah. between the cult members and. The Xenonites. Yeah. And the head wound is from when he got his head drilled for his first Trek procedure. Mm-hmm. Again, I think we're supposed to um, figure it out for ourselves that he got punched so hard in the head that it caused this... Uh, well, th- his wound hadn't healed yet because it's only been like a oh, day or two. Oh, that's a good two. point. That's a good point. So I actually thought like this was a good idea. Um, you know, maybe he got into this fight too early, you know, or because everybody else, like their head wound has like a, uh, kind of like a, I don't even know how to describe it, like a weird glossy center, mm-hmm. um, which maybe that's supposed to be the end of the little like implant oh. that he puts in. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but, right. uh, yeah, he ends up finding like this, like little, like greenish blue, yellowish cylinder. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like a, like a thick piece of silicon. Um, that just kind of pops out of his head, you know, right? Starts... Even like a big pill, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, and obviously, you know, he figures out that this is what the doctor has been implanting in people's heads mm. after he drills them. Mm. Uh, but the fight scene, man, like I thought it did a good job of like making you feel his disorientation. Sure, sure, uh, sure. And I know a lot of the reason why is because no budget, right? Right. So right. they just have like. You know, the the choreography you stop and, like, really study, because I rewound it, is awful. Yeah. Oh, is the sure. shit. Mm. <laughs> but on a first watch, if you don't study it, they have, like, a lot... Everything's dark with some, like, splashes of red lights, mm-hmm. you know, and guys moving, whatever, uh, some fast camera movements. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's I, not bad. They keep cutting to him being disoriented, you know, because he's got hit in the face. He's also disoriented just, like, by what the hell is this thing coming Right, out right. So... It actually works really well. It was a pretty intense scene, uh, for sure. Um, and they it definitely dropped it at the right moment because, uh, you know, things were looking pretty good. They were looking up for our boy Tristan. And then right. now we've got this craziness going on. Um, and I also put in here, there's an eyeball rip during the fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. The, the yeah. eyeball rip, it didn't make any sense. No, no, Because, like... Normally, when you see an eyeball rip, it's either it's one of two ways, right? You, mm. uh, in my experience on the streets, <laughs> Puerto Rico, right? You, uh, yes, uh, actually, no, Steve. I live in Tampa, St. Pete area, so oh, this, right, where there's a shot so battling know, other brain yeah, jackers. Is, <laughs> I, I didn't want to say, but this is loosely based on my life. Whoa, uh, <laughs> you must know Zane. <laughs> yeah, so you know, you either rip somebody's eye like this, yeah. straight forward. Yeah. I've heard, uh, or there's the classic, you know, you push in and then it pops right, up. Right, right, right. Never have I seen like you. Yeah, that was a new, like this. That was a new one. That was a new yeah. one. Uh, but, yeah. but you know, he scooped it out. You know, mm-hmm. so but who am I to argue? Right. Uh, so let's see. Um, Lainey takes Tristan to a bathroom, and that's where she tells Zane or tells Tristan about Zane that it's a. It's a rival gang, basically, which he seemed perfectly okay with. Like, you know, if I was uh, about to walk, like, into your house and I got jumped and you were... I was like, who were those guys? Eh, just a rival gang. And I'd you're be, bleeding. I'd be really concerned. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, let's... It's a rival gang. You're their blood enemy now. It's fine. So I guess he... Um, 
blacks out again and wakes up in bed uh, with Lainey taking care of him. And no, then, he doesn't black out because he's taken out mm-hmm. the, uh, the th- took out the thing, the, yeah. the thing. So he can't be controlled anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, they just end up like going somewhere. I don't remember how they get there, but some place it might even be the safe house. Actually, like the the, the regular place that mm-hmm. the cult is at, and I, she's just taking care of him because he's like, right. Bleeding. Well, okay. I mean, I I just thought that maybe he uh, blacked out just due to lack of blood. I mean, not because what's his name made it happen. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I. I I, she does help him get there, so right, I, like she helps him walk there. So he's not totally blacked out. Okay, but all right. I, way, well, I don't even help. have blacked out written down here. I just, I guess, yeah, I assume that. Shut up, Steve. Anyway, all right. Kind of all right. So they're in. You're b- drunk. <laughs> I wish I was. Uh, they're in bed with. Uh, uh, he's in bed with Lainey, who's taking care of him, and then they have sex. Big surprise. Uh, and it was. <laughs> it wasn't even. <laughs> well, yeah, she nagged him earlier. Like, right. of course. Uh, oh, oh, oh Mister Mystery the, strikes again. I, I just realized that. The mystery discussion didn't get recorded about uh, <laughs> oh, the, uh, no. the dating artist. or It's something uh-huh. called, like, The Something Artist was his book. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's not even... Uh, it's actually very, like, sort of uh, 80s, not even that sleazy, but the music was pretty funny. Um, it's another montage, basically, is what you get. Um, so Tristan wakes up and wanders around until he sees the doc drilling one of the gang members... Uh, then he grabs Lainey and they leave the cult. Like, this is when I started sort of um, questioning things. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess, because uh, I was like, why would Lainey even, like, believe him if she's such a stalwart, like, cult member? She just sort of left with them without any- questioning anything. Like, I mean, he tells her, I trusted you, now you trust me. Right, right. And, man, I was on the fence about this, too, because... Like, that makes sense that he's like, hey, I trusted you, you trusted me, but like you said, she's a cult member. But mm. from what we've seen, like, all these people, like, generally are acting under their own willpower mm-hmm. until, like, the guy, Dr. Karras, uses her right, control, right? Right, So it makes sense, like, and she's obviously, like, has feelings for him. Sure, sure. They just proved that in the previous scene. And she hasn't, and he, and Tristan hasn't told her yet, hey, this is all the stuff that's really going on with Dr. Karras. So right. she doesn't know that, like, he's about to, like, try and get her to turn on the cult. Mm-hmm. So I think it's okay. Um, and then once he does tell her, like, hey, Dr. Karras is controlling us with blah, 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 he's brainwashing us, she does initially, like, uh, push back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because I've got it right here in scene eight. Um, Lainey doesn't believe him about the mind control. Um, they see, they go inside the garden, then accidentally discover a power. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, I guess they're looking for evidence. <laughs> this is when things, like, I feel like... Things got disjointed, huh? Yeah, like, in, yeah. this is when the film kind of starts to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a little too convenient that I guess they're going to look for evidence. Right, um, it's her idea to go... Mm-hmm. He's, he, it's weird because he tells her, we need to find someplace safe. And she's like, oh, the whatever house uh, is, the garden is safe. Mm-hmm. And he explains why it's not blah, blah. So that's the name of their cult place again. We forgot it. It's called well, the... But it's not the name of the cult. It's just right, the name no, of the... it's the name of their compound. That's yeah. what I was trying to think of earlier. So they go back mm-hmm. to it. Uh, she he, she ends up saying, okay, maybe, okay, you are right. Mm-hmm. Which is weird how quickly she gets convinced. Right. But at least they, like, feign some effort of her, like, sure. pushing back. But sure. They go back in, to, like, some, like, secret office, and she goes, I've got the code. 
Right, right. And Why then do you have the code and to then, get into the secret vault to of make things you're not supposed to know? Right. And then to make things even easier for them, uh, like instead of uh, just, I guess, finding a folder in the second drawer like they used to do in like 70s, like detective movies or something, they accidentally hit a projector and it explains all of Dr. Caress's right. uh, plans. It, it's my. It, it's a button that basically exposes. It, it's, you know, in an 80s the, cartoon where, like, the supervillain tells you their whole plan. That's what this button does. It's the exposition button or the monologue yeah. button. Yeah, basically. Now, I will say, the graphics that they project on the screen. <laughs> <were> good. <laughs> pretty well done. Yeah, much better yeah. than I expected. Mm-hmm. This is 2009. And, you know, they have, like, it reminds me a little bit of uh, when you play Thunder in Paradise, the CDI game. <laughs> There's a section where you can like look at Thunder's boat. Yeah, historic nerd will know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, and you can look through all this like database kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks very dated because it's 19 from 1994. Sure. And this is like the 2009 version of mm-hmm. that, basically, where it's like, oh, this is what the Trek procedure does. Right. And this is where we learned the third one, like gives you, uh, you know, telepathic powers. This is where we learned that Zane, because there's a profile on all the people right. that have like gotten it. There's right. A right. On Tristan profile on Lainey. We see pictures of. Uh, Laney undressed that the doctor took. Yeah. And she's like, that creep. Yeah, but they were the <laughs> the least sleazy undressed photos right, ever. Right, it's just her from the back top. Yeah, of the yeah, yeah. Area. She didn't want to do nudity, basically. But she's yeah. nude earlier, like on top of one of the councilmen. No, it was only the other girl. I'm oh, pretty there sure. Were two of them. There were, but they only showed the oh, other way. Heaven. They only showed heaven. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I watched like, that I'm scene real the, close. I'm above this. <laughs> I, well, I see Steve. Uh, <laughs> Well, well, you are a film connoisseur. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, so we we basically learn everything about the the process, mm-hmm. the procedure. Uh, there's a note in Tristan's profile about how he's got uh, particularly high potential, even to take a high office, political office. The implication is that Tristan could become president. He could and, be the one. He's right. the one. He could be uh, basically Dr. Caress's Manchurian candidate. Right, right, right. For sure. Um, like, I feel like they could have condensed some of the story here. Like, if they would have been, like, let's say, I feel like in another movie, they would be, what do we got? What, what's Sorry, going I was on? just reading Historic Nerd. He wrote, sometimes plans are really complex and you need a refresher handy in presentation format. It's true. It's very I, true. I mean, I guess so. Like, if you try to sell this to, like, maybe uh, a councilman that for whatever reason you don't want to, like, brain jack. <laughs> right, right. Because it's probably, like, you probably don't want everybody to have, like, these scars, right? Sure. Uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Look, I don't have time to go over all this. Just watch this handy PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, yeah. Just watch this YouTube video. That's how it is now. You're still on Windows 10, right? Because on Windows (laughs) 11, it doesn't... Okay, good. (laughs) Right, right. Um, uh, So, yeah. All right. As I was saying, I think in another movie, I feel like they could have condensed some of, like, the the plot, basically. Like, it would have been a lot easier. And they could have had him show up a lot earlier. If, like, maybe they were about to be captured by some of the other cult members, and in pops uh, Zane and some of his gang, and then they defeat the other bad guys and take uh, Lainey and Tristan somewhere, and then they explain all the exposition to them that way. Uh, yeah. Instead of just accidentally, oh, I just pressed a button, and then instant yeah. exposition. Um, at least that's what I came up I with. I also thought her just knowing the code was... Lazy. Too easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could have like either like broken into the place. Right, um, right. Or been like, or she could have, fuck, this is how I would have done it. I would have been like, um, 
since he's trying to convince her, right, or mm-hmm. in the previous scene, like, hey, this guy's brainwashing us, blah, blah, blah. Maybe, like, she, he triggers a memory of that she has of, like, wait, I do remember that remote control. I remember him putting in a code mm-hmm. into this room before, like, he hit it. You know, something. Right. Where, like, she goes, maybe you are right. Why was he hiding this room Yeah, like, I wonder, like, because... Up until now, the the script, or at least the plot, was pretty tight. Like, I just wonder, if there must have been some stuff going on behind the scenes where they just had to, like, wing I it. think there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh! A lot of, top, a lot, a lot of nudity. <laughs> not, not really a lot, but... <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, the other film that we were going to review was probably going to be way worse. But, Anyways, uh, let's continue. So, uh, yeah. Zane comes in, right? I think around this time. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Um, all right. Uh, we discover... They start to get chased uh, yes. by some of the uh, oh, wait. Other cult members. We have to point out the fact that... <laughs> all right. So after we've learned everything, the security guard comes back and shines a light on them. Right. <laughs> like, doesn't inflect... Doesn't have any weapon or anything. And, yeah, basically... Do they they push him down or they just run out? I can't remember. Um, I, I don't remember either because it's cut so awkwardly. But I've got it here. The pacing slows to a crawl. A security guard threatens them with a flashlight. But Tristan stops it with a br- briefcase. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. So, because, because she keeps the briefcase while they he calls 911. Right, right. On, yeah. So now they're on the run. And now... And this is... This ends up being pretty hilarious. Um, they're t- basically trying to find people who will listen to them uh, talk about, uh, you know, basically what they've discovered. Uh, I feel like the the music. I'm kind of disappointed with the score overall with this film. It was very hit or miss. I felt and sometimes I felt, it was cool, and there wasn't enough. There also wasn't enough sort of like atmosphere right. when they were talking. It just and it felt uh, really empty. Um, but in this scene particularly. When they're running through St. Pete and the music starts pumping, which, you know, normally be some, you know, synth wave outrun or whatever. They tried to have that, but it really just feels like, you know, FL Studio, um, not very um, produced very well, basic like industrial. Uh, It was weird because I've never seen like a chasing slow make a movie feel like it slowed it down. Yeah, yeah, it was very weird. And Um, I I don't know if like the chasing really went on long, but it felt like it went on too long. Yes, yes. And eventually Zane jumps in and like basically saves them and Zane looks... I don't know what his face is, looks like. It's like covered in dirt and like dried blood. Yeah, and I don't deal with it. I think that was as is. Yeah, the guy just. I just got done working in a meat packing factory and I didn't have time to shower. So my job is uh, head meat rub face. In it. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. That's not, uh, I'm, I'm obviously uh, being affected by the cycle. I'm getting nice brain jacked by uh, jacked. this yeah. uh, cigar city brewing company. A uh, highlight. Um, but, all right, so let's see what happens here. All right, this Did is... Did you co- feel like, this, from here on out, I felt like this last... Because this is like the third act. Mm, for sure. But fuck, it felt so Yeah, long. because they... I feel like they just crammed too much and too much story into their film. Like, it should have been condensed. But, but I also feel like this movie could... Yeah, I feel like this movie could have been... It, the movie's not long. It's an hour and a half, including mm-hmm. credits. So I feel like this movie could have been like an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, they could have shaved like pay for all right. This is basically this guy's first time feature, and like with first time filmmakers, pacing is usually like the pace the, is all over mm-hmm. the place. Um, but um, all right, let's see what we got here. They're on the <laughs> run. <laughs> so we have a comment. Sorry, start there. Start. I feel like the security guard union is too strong because I I 
he's, he said to protect and observe when we talked about the flashlight. So I was like, well, it's a cult member. Mm-hmm. So the security guard union is too strong to be influenced by a cult to be compromised. They're swore... There's, I think he meant swollen vow of doing nothing. But saying, hey, what are you kids doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they swore a vow of doing nothing. And the other funny thing was that it was like the smallest cult member they could find to be a security guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, they're on the run. They run uh, all the way to the St. Pete Pier, which I thought was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the few places I recognized, actually. Yeah. And then the Fruity Loops music plays. Um, the doctor activates Lainey. She tries to kill Tristan, um, but he knocks her out and uses the, the knife that he got earlier yeah. to dig out the chip from her head. Uh, Tristan uses... So so the doctor activates Lainey to kill right, Tristan. Right. And then Tristan uses the knife. Pronounce pal, as Vince McMahon would say. Uh, Tristan uses the knife uh, to dig out the, the silicone pill thing out of her head, the, the implant. And here's when another sort of thread gets thrown into the already kind of convoluted mess where Tristan realizes that this the Evan Graham they were talking about on the news is a, somehow a connection to the cult. Oh my god, the guy on the news uh, all the way back at the beginning of the film, right? Yeah. When, when he's at his parents' house. But this leads up to a pretty hilarious uh, scene when he goes to uh, goes to Evan's parents' house and they all, they look normal except for, and I even remember thinking this, and, and you tell me if you were thinking it too, Tristan's mom, she's got the hair. It's like not Tristan's mom. mom. No, I'm sorry, Evan's mom. Evan's sorry, mom. the alcohol is getting to me too. Before this, there's a scene where, like, who does Tristan call from a payphone to get the address? Of oh, that's so long! Oh my the god, the scene goes on so... forever. Have you you know that movie Phone Booth with uh, Colin Farrell? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's shorter than this fucking scene. Oh man, he argues with this nine one one operator. She's like, he's like, yeah, uh, Evan's in trouble. I need to talk to his, to his parents. parents. I need his parents' address, and the lady's like, "That's not our. That goes against our policy." I would assume there's no actual policy against giving out addresses. It's just a thing you don't do. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. But if he just keeps saying, "I need it," she's like, "You can't have it, sir. I really need it. You need to calm down, sir." But I need it. And she's yeah. like, "The addresses." Yeah, it so st- <laughs> Yeah, again, again, like this. I think they wanted to submit it to a film festival. And it needed to be X amount of minutes long. Well, the way you um, do that. Like, and this is an old, like, B-movie trick that I learned while reading uh, Lloyd Kaufman's book on everything I learned about filmmaking I learned from The Toxic Avenger is you make your credits longer. If your film is too short, you make the credits super long. That's that's a good way to do it. But maybe, maybe <laughs> some people at these film festivals have read Lloyd's book. <laughs> and they're like, hey, your film needs to be this long, this long. Before the fucking credits. Whoa, brain jacked. Yeah. Uh, you better hope I don't get on any film committees. <laughs> film festival committees. No either. one would ever get one past uh, old man you hell. No phone booth scenes either. So I can't <laughs> believe I left out that phone booth scene because it was ridiculous. Um, but anyway, so he goes to Evan's parents' house, Tristan. Um, and um, I forgot, is Lainey with him too at this point? Um Losing my place here. Yeah, Lainey's um, with him because she's actually yeah. messing with the suitcase while he's on the phone. Yeah, uh, with the nine one one right. Operator. So the mom Lainey actually says when they get to the house, "Let me do the talking." Right. And I thought this was actually pretty funny. And he's like, "Why?" She goes, "Because you're a bit of an alarmist." Right. And it's true. Every time Tristan talks he, to anybody for the first time, he jumps to like the worst possible scenario. Right. And thing. So uh, you drink right. his back. You do still have some. Yeah, yeah I got you. Um, um, 
But all right, so Evan's mom answers door. She looks perfectly normal. And by the way, Lainey doesn't look normal. She's got like blood. Oh yeah, down I was gonna mention like, that. He dug out like the pill thing. He lets them. She lets them in. Evan's mom, no problem, despite the fact that Lainey is covered in blood and looks like a complete psycho. Right. And at first, I was like, oh, "What the fuck? Like, that makes no sense." But then it does make sense because. So they tell him, hey, we think we know where your son is, Evan, blah, blah, blah. We don't know exactly where he is, blah, blah, blah. And then she does, I can use my hair. It's like this, right? And then she goes, oh, we've been looking for him. And when she pulls her hair back, oh, she reveals. No, you have to deliver the line properly. He goes, really? Him. We've been looking for that asshole. Oh, yeah, she's like, really? We've been looking for that asshole. Yeah, that's and like. And she turns around and her husband is like coming down the stairs with a. He's coming out first with a bat, but then later his shadow shows a machete. It was very confusing. <laughs> yeah, I saw the machete too. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, that always cracks me up when it's like, uh, it's like, oh, we really need to show that you're evil. So you really need to act evil, like, you know, Saturday morning cartoon evil. Like, so, you know, of course you have to move back your hair. I it was and, a pretty good reveal, though. Oh, it was great. To, to I loved it. I it wasn't was, expecting it, actually. It was it was just funny because was, we've been looking for that asshole or bitch or something. Yeah. Just the line delivery cracked me up. Um, and um, all right, they go to the house, and it turns out that Evan's parents are also being mind-controlled. And then they show the little kid. Yeah, they're, like, running away from the dad with the mach- machete, machete slash-, slash baseball bat. Yeah. They run into a room with a little kid. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of, like, mi- missing posters for Evan. Mm-hmm. But then the kid's, like, got, like, the, the whole thing. And the kid tries to come after them. He acts like a little zombie. And comes, yeah, it was like, he's, they, like, yelling. And that was, like, one of those scenes, like, in addition to having a drill for a hand that I was just like, oh, that's so hilarious. Like... But the whole film takes itself so seriously that it's, like, really out of kind of context. Yeah. But I'm sure the guy was like, oh, man, I really want to have my kid in the film. Yeah. And then he shows up again later, if I'm not mistaken. He does. He does. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, Tristan. All right. Here they, we go. They, they somehow escaped there, even though they went back out the same door <laughs> that they went in. Why did they even go to this little room? Anyways. Uh, so that we could see the kid, of course. Yeah, well, I know. But, like, the kid could have been in the hallway. And then. Um, they find a reporter, and Laney, Laney gets in the car. In the oh, this was garage. so bad. Like, yeah. like, it completely lacks uh, logic. The guy's just like... Uh, I can come, help you. Yeah, come in. Get in the car. And then, of course, like, I mean, why would you separate? Um, I don't really get... Like, Tristan lets Laney get in the car. He's oh, standing. Wait, so has Zane not come in yet? Um, I've, he comes in. Zane comes into the picture when Tristan's by himself, and this is where yeah, he gets, he gets a, Zane gets attacked by the um, uh, chief of police, and in comes Zane to like. Uh, yeah, so this is after this because like Laney and and uh, Tristan are separate. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wanted to finish the uh, the bit with uh, the car bit. No, no, you're where, right. You're right. You're right. I, I yeah. Just, I was getting confused. Steve. It's okay. The, the, the um, last like thirty minutes of this movie. Oh yeah. I feel are very confusing. It is confusing, uh, and I just think it's funny that Tristan just happens to be standing in front of the car, and then once you realize that the reporter guy is bad, he makes an evil face. And, right. Right. <laughs> and I think right. he even squeals or something. He guns the car to try to run over Tristan. Tristan moves out of the way, but then, as you said, he and Lainey are separated, um, and Tristan goes back home for some reason, and there happens to be a video playing, and again, this is all, the reason why the third act is so bad is because it's just so illogical. Like, right. wh- how could they know that he would come, ba- come there to watch a video? Anyway, 
He comes back and there's a video playing of uh, that shows him under the mind control of Dr. Karras killing his mom and stepdad. And then he comes out and the chief of police tries to arrest Tristan. But in comes uh, Bane slash Zane and kills the chief of police. And I believe, is this neck, neck crack one of like 3,000? Because it basically becomes like a neck crack fiesta yeah. uh, for the rest of the film. And I, I get it, like they didn't have a lot of time for choreography yeah. or something else, but still, you can only do like one, two neck cracks tops per feature film. And after that, <laughs> it just gets boring. Yeah. Well, what did you think though about like, so you like you said, like when Tristan walked in, there's a video playing on the TV mm-hmm. of him, and it just happens to be starting at just the perfect time video of him killing his, uh, I guess he had tied up his uh, stepdad yep. and his mom mm-hmm. and bludgeons him with like a meat. Uh, Cleaver or the meat tenderizer. Be- yeah, that's what it is. Meat tenderizer yeah. uh, hammer. And I thought like, I thought that was a pretty well done scene. It's a creepy scene. It's just... Uh, too convenient. Yeah, too the logical. lack of logic leading up to it is yeah. what killed it. And then he finds it. his actual parents, you know, right. dead or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like so, and I guess they. Had, but I at was least like, he didn't find his parents turned into sock puppets. Oh my god! Wow, that's a deep <laughs> cut. That would take too much to explain. All right, so anyway. we should do that on obscurity now one day. Absolutely, we can actually show it. Sure, sure. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, that's a film that Steve did. That's actually <laughs> one of my personal favorites. I, it's hilarious. But uh, anyways. So was that supposed to be Dr. Karras? Why did Dr. Karras have him kill his parents? To control him? To have, like, blackmail? That's what. I, that's the only thing that I but came up with. But you need blackmail. You've already got your little remote control. Right. Unless he's just like, oh, in case he... Right, tries to do something. It's like, look what I made you do, and then I'm going to tell the chief of police about it. I love how only the chief of police showed up. He couldn't get right. any other... He's the chief. You'd think he could get a few... You know, uniformed officers to show up with them, but but I I, I I didn't mind that. So I mean, it is convenient, right? That he, my problem with the police of chief of police showing up is that he knew that he was there. Right? How did the police chief know that he's there? Yeah, it yeah, makes yeah. sense if he knew for him to be the one that shows up because I assume not the entire force is right. I mean, brain jack. They could have easily solved the you know these logic problems with saying that hey, we had a you know, you may have taken out the thing in your head, but we had a, another tracker like in your boot or yeah. in your or shoe. Yeah, or just there's been one of our cult members following the you. whole time. Yeah, just that's in case, all you, know? you need. Yeah, that's all you need. But uh, I don't know. I feel like they rushed the third act or something. I don't know what was yeah, going on. And it on. felt longer than to me than the first half of the movie. Yes, yes, it did. Um, and uh, Zane says that he we. All right, so after Zane comes and kills the chief of police with one of many neck cracks, um, he then tells uh, Tristan that he killed Evan and he feels really bad about it because he couldn't save him. Um, Then they go to some weird zombie place. Yeah, what was that, like a jail cell or something? But it's not a jail cell. Yeah, I mean, I again, they didn't explain it, though. I, I was thinking, like, maybe it was people who got the trip done... But it had affected them negatively, and Zane rounded them up and figured out how to control them. That's basically what it is. Yeah. And but you have to like figure that out because like they have like uh, a couple of the uh, trep 
scars, mm-hmm. um, but they also have collars. Right, that right. That seem to control them. And like, and like Zane knows how to turn on the collars to get them to wake up. That collar thing, they use that at uh, Halloween Horror Nights like every year. Okay. I don't know if they came up with that. I'm pretty sure they ripped it off from there. But, Probably. Uh, yeah. But yeah, then anyways, like, and Zane tells them, Dr. Karras, that way, and points, you know, out the door or whatever. <laughs> You're and then Dr. Karras. And these people are like, like yeah, right, it was like right. zombies, like. Yeah, that's so pretty lame. Yeah, it's that's their uh, their posse that they round up to go yeah. get Doctor Karras. They then um, proceed to uh, storm Doctor Karras's uh, nice house, which I assume is in like Safety Harbor or something right. like that. Uh, Historian pointed out a good comment, which makes a lot of sense. He said, "I feel like this movie was originally going to be an FMV game on the 3DO." <laughs> And it does kind of turn into... It really corp- feels like it. You get some really strong corpse killer vibes towards the, <laughs> the third act, I will say. Yeah, I mean, with all the weird lighting, I mean, yeah. Sewer Shark, anyone? Yeah. Um, I just played Sewer Shark uh, two weeks ago. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they round up the zombies, um, and then... I don't know. My notes get a little sparse here. I guess there's a lot of um, there's a lot of neck cracking going, and I have here. This is the longest strangulation in cinematic history. Yeah. So Lainey uh, starts to uh, Lainey's been taken in. She's gotten her third right. uh, trep or whatever, and she's lying on a table. Mm-hmm. And uh, the doctor comes down. And he's like, oh, "Aren't you proud of me?" That I got her to uh, you know survive the third trep or whatever. Anyways, he controls Lainey. To kill Zane, she starts choking him. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, Tristan, like, goes under the table that they're on top of. And, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> something falls. Like, one of the weapons. Um, oh, I got to take this. Uh, sorry, Steve. But, yeah, okay. one of the weapons falls. And I'm sure you can take it from there. Yeah, so they're at the doc's house. Tristan strangles a guy. And in the close-up, you can see the. Oh, yeah, this was funny. Like, so he strangles one of the guards of the doctor's house, and they do a close-up of the guy's face, and uh, he's uh, breathing, and he's moving a blade of grass, um, which is pretty hilarious. Uh, I mean, other than that, I'd say the production is fairly competent of this movie. Um, Tristan finds Laney at the docks. Doc says he's too late. Laney has had, as Yehel said, her uh, third trep in her head. Laney wakes up. And the doc uses her to fight Tristan. I think what I was trying to say before Yehel kind of jumped the gun there, due to the longest strangulation in cinematic history, is that when Zane and Tristan go to um, attack the doc's house, that other cult member girl, Heaven, is for some reason she's placed guard at uh, at the doc's house, I guess, because the doc was having sex with her prior. So when he was done, he was like, oh, why don't you go ahead and guard the house? And, um, and then Zane comes up and strangles her to death, and it takes a really long time. Um, and um, hmm, I'm going to try my best not to talk through the, through the riveting ending until hell comes back. Um, ah, there he is. So I think the strangulation I was referring to when I um, wrote about the longest strangulation in cinematic history is, remember they had Heaven stand guard at uh, at the Doc's house because I guess he was done having sex with her? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I guess Zane comes and it takes a really long time to, like, to kill her. Um, and I already talked about, so yeah, Tristan finds Laney at the docks. Doc says it's too late. She's had her three trips. 
And just as Doc is about to kill Tristan, Zane comes back and saves him. Then Doctor turns Lainey on Zane. I mean, who didn't see that coming? Tristan, oh, I also thought it was funny that they had a uh, one of those shock sticks. It reminded right, me right. of the, the, the Mountie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, Tristan shocks the Doc with the shock stick, causing him to drop his remote. Tristan smashes it freeing Lainey, and she uses her abilities to make the doctor drill himself to death, which was the only reason why he even had a drill hand to begin with, <laughs> cinematically speaking, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was so he would kill be, himself. Drill, like, so it seems like this, uh, our, our filmmaker here, our tour, Aaron Allen, whatever his name was, uh, Barry Allen? No, Andrew Allen. Andrew Allen. He had like some, a few creepy scenes, and then weaves... I guess a narrative around. Yeah, yeah. So a decent two acts, and the third one was eh. Third one, third act. Was like, one, yeah. um, so let's try to figure out what those scenes were. Number one, all right, we got to have a guy drill himself. Number two, a dude has to come in to find to a video that shows him killing his own parents, which is creepy if you think about it. Yeah. Um, what else needed to be in there? Um, the gang thing. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean that, like the other the other head drilling thing, you know, obviously, and the eyeball thing, the, right, the eyeball game. Okay, yeah, you got to have that. Uh, so, uh, but I mean, hey, there's been you know worse movies that have used that you know yeah. style of writing. I would say, um, but uh, yeah, like, and then Zane's like yelling at uh, Lainey, like, "Hey, now that you've got the third trip, you have the telepathic power. You can fight him." Mm-hmm. So basically, there's no reason really for the doctor to do the third trip on anybody because it gives them the ability to fight him off. Yeah, apparently. So, um, I, I mean, why would... There's no benefit to the doctor to no. do it. Maybe... Like, yeah, he should have learned that from Zane, right. but I guess he thought maybe there was a way to control people they down the line. should have established at some point that the doctor was uh, such a megalomaniac or something that he was sure he could do something different with the third trip now. You know, something like that. Yes. Because um, otherwise it makes no sense. Right. Um, and then Lainey does like this weird scream, like she's Havoc. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice X Men uh, reference. You know, it makes that's what makes Doctor Carras drill himself. But as right. we're trying to escape, oh yeah, here we I, go. Maybe you can help me out here. Something somehow gets activated in the compound, a, but nobody activates it. Right? A fail safe. I mean, again, I guess you could assume that upon the Doctor's death or self drilling, um, <laughs> that a fail safe is then activated that uh, makes it so. Everyone inside the house gets uh, blown up. Um, yeah. So basically, um, first thing that happens is the the house goes on lockdown, as we mm-hmm. see on the computer screen. Yep. Then the next thing that happens is Lainey falls to the floor, and she's like... But you're missing out uh, one uh, interesting thing here. She uh, rips out the heart of Zane. Um, which... No, that's what I was just about to get oh, to. Okay. Because then it says, like, destroy the uh, renegade whatever. Right. And that's when she rips his heart out. Did you say renegade? <laughs> oh, I wish Lorenzo Lamas was <laughs> in this. <laughs> um, so yeah, and and Tristan's like, oh, what's going on? Oh no!" Right. Um, and uh, I guess Tristan's outside though. Yeah, right? Tristan, he is outside so when the, the house goes into lockdown. Lock them in. So like he watches room. as she rips out the heart of Zane, and then for some reason her face melts. Well, the computer then says self destruct. Uh huh. And her face melts. Oh, because, off her skull. So I guess we can assume. All right, despite the fact that because they removed the thing in her her head, right? So I guess since she's been 
triple trept. Right. So you can assume that he put back the yes. missing okay. one. Okay. Okay. That's what I originally thought. And eh, kind of a downer ending. Did you stay till after the credits? There was a post credit scene. No. I, <laughs> I, I don't even really remember what it was. Um, oh, they showed the kid again at the end. Oh, I was hoping one of the Avengers. Uh... <laughs> ah, oh, Hawkeye shows up yeah. and saves the day. Um, and yeah, yeah basi- right. Yeah, Hawkeye's basi- not even going to save the day in his own uh, series on Disney Plus. He's going to be replaced by a woman, and she's <laughs> going to do it. Um, Honestly, though, chances are she'd be a better actor than Jeremy Renner. He's, oh, you don't he, like him? I don't he's like pretty, him as Hawkeye. He's phoning it in. Uh, yeah, he's pretty he's understated. I don't yeah. know. He's yeah. You can. He's one of those actors where you can tell when he's not into it. <laughs> I'm sure he was into the paycheck, though. Um, yeah. But yeah, like basically for the rest here, I just have my notes. I said like. Looks like a lot of heart went into this. Um, But, I mean, we've already mentioned a lot of this stuff. Biggest problem was pacing. Um, And due to the fact that they had a man with a drill for a hand and uh, a little kid act like a little zombie, I feel like they had tone issues sometimes. Um, Performances were straightforward. Uh, but uh, I mean, let's just uh, jump right to yeah, it. Yeah. Let me well, do let's the see. Uh, keep it or not. Let me. Uh, let me. question. All right. So, Yehel Velasquez, do you think that the movie known as Brain Jacked should be remembered uh, for all of mankind? Or tossed into the black pit of obscurity, never to be heard from again. I'm gonna say uh, because of the third act, forgotten. Oh, that's rough. I don't know. All right, all right. Do you have anything else to add? No, no, no. Just... I think it needs to be remembered. I think there's stuff in here worth seeing. I love, as I said, I love the lighting and uh, the cinematography. Mm-hmm. They had. Um, pretty decent, like editing and camera work. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the uh, acting from a lot of the people lead, left a lot to be desired. Um, I don't know why they rushed the third act so bad. Like maybe they were running out but of they money. They rushed it. Yeah, it felt so long to me. Yeah, like, it was so weird. Um, also, uh, I mean, not having a. I mean, I don't know why they didn't go for a happier ending. Like, I mean, I didn't expect them to like skip off into a rainbow or something. But it's a weird ending. Yeah, yeah. I guess they really wanted to have a sequel because that the scene after the credits set it up for an, another movie, basically. But obviously, that didn't happen. But like, if I met another person who was into you know this level of like horror movies, I'd be like, oh man, you got to check out Brain Jacked. Like until this point yeah and then you can stop if i didn't have to watch it for this podcast i would have turned it off once the third act a few minutes into the third act like i it was i thought it was laughable at least in an entertaining way i i I got like so bored ah yeah i mean i can feel that well we'll have to say stalemate for this one um but i just wondered if anyone (laughs) if anyone knows what happened to uh andrew allen is that what i said his name was uh yeah andrew allen the director slash co-writer of this film leave it in the comments because uh i didn't know it was his first film though i mean for a first film pretty good job yeah according to the imdb he'd uh only worked on like a short film prior and then after this like he worked as i don't know line producer or something on some of those other horror films that i mentioned around florida or something but uh 
But yeah, wow. Well, everyone, uh, that was uh, Brain Jacked. Um, thank you for joining us on this very special, in real life, filmed in your hell's, do you call it a man cave? Or? Is this my office? <laughs> I, I work in here. It's his man cave, everyone. It's, not my it's the Yehel cave. <laughs> uh, it's my garden. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, join us uh, next week where we will be discussing the uh, Garfield Halloween special, which used to be called Garfield in Disguise. Anything else you want to add there, Yehel? Uh, no, I'm good. Thanks for hanging out, everybody in the chat. I see Smoke Monster was here as well. I uh, really appreciate it. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, see you next time on Obscurity Now. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.